You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Locked Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And, Tony, I got to know, how did the people do in week six? What was uh, Did we win any cash? You're shaking your head. I don't feel good about it. No, no, they didn't do, they didn't do good. You know, it got to a point where I uh, gave up on the people, so I don't uh, – I, I don't know. I'm looking at their lot, the final uh, polling uh, there from the people. Uh, they were down, and um, oh, right here, four. They came in 48,785 out of uh, 66, 176. So they had Deshaun Watson, who came through with a nice right. day. Devonta Freeman let him down with 9.9. Jameis yeah. Crowd of 5.6 mm-hmm. let him down. DeAndre Hopkins got a touchdown, but let him down with 9.9. And um, the rest, they didn't have any big days. I mean, you look at what happened yesterday, and you had the Mock Ingram with the 30 fantasy points mm-hmm. that we talked about there. We had so him. We had McKinnon. We were on those guys. Yeah. You had a couple guys there you needed to have, and they had a lot of guys with decent days. Nobody that went crazy. Absolutely. You know, uh, our good friend Benny Riccardi texted me about uh, about 6.30 yesterday, and he showed me his lineup. He had Mark Ingram, Jarek McKinnon, Devontae Adams, Larry Fitzgerald, Jarvis Landry, Evan Ingram, Leonard Fournette in the flex. But guess who his quarterback was, Tony? It was the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Absolutely. And this is why this is why we love Daily Fantasy here, because if you're in season long, you're right now, you know, considering the Aaron Rodgers for Josh McCaffrey trade that was proposed to you right but in dfs you could just keep it moving and go on to next week right tom that's the beauty of dfs i mean it's hard let's be honest with you i have an undefeated season-long team and aaron Rodgers is my quarterback i won yesterday too without mm-hmm. him uh putting out but i played a game in another league where i lost to a team that had no aaron Rodgers. so it's kind of a crazy situation season-long leagues but the best part of any fantasy sport is the draft and right. when you do daily fantasy, you get to draft every day. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you get to have the best part every single day. It's like before you get married and you're having adult relations on a nightly basis instead of just holidays and birthdays. That's what the equivalent of DFS is. DFS is the is the bachelor party of life. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. But like you said, Tony, we're going to be able to turn the page, whether you're the people who didn't cash, whether you're Tony Sincata, whether you're Dane Martinez. We have more opportunities to make some money. What we're going to do is we're going to dive into that Monday-Thursday slate, which kicks off tonight. You got Colts and Titans. And then on Thursday, we come right back at it with Chiefs and Raiders. Tony, remember last week when we were talking this slate, it was Wendell Smallwood that we didn't really know about. About. It looks like Tyreek Hill was getting checked yeah. for a concussion, but it looked like he cleared the protocol. So we'll discuss that situation and more when we come back. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live, presented by Daily Roto, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And guys, I don't know if Adrian Peterson is a week-to-week daily fantasy guy. We'll talk about that this week as well. Come on right back. We're going to get your money on this two-game slate right after this. Yeah. 
quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Staying Alive has been a challenge for elite fantasy players all year, but therein lies the beauty of DFS because you can move on from them, whether they were Dalvin Cook, Odell Beckham, David Johnson, or this week, Aaron Rodgers. What we're doing here is we're helping you get a chance to win more money. We're going to dive in on this Monday-Thursday two-game slate on DraftKings. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, when I look at the quarterbacks, the first thing I'm struck by is that they all are fit in the same $600 range. So I think yeah. that's interesting, right? We got Alex Smith at 6400 Marcus Mariota, who all indications show that it looks like he will be back under center for the Titans tonight. Then we got Derek Carr at 6,000 and Jacoby Brissett at 5,800. And right now, Tony, Jacoby Brissett at 5,800 is leading our poll in a big time way. You got to think, Tony, this is a play against the Titans' pass defense. Yeah, you know what's crazy about this is that I think it's maybe a reflection of that and the Marcus Mariota injury because mm-hmm. the Indianapolis pass defense stinks too. Right. Like if you actually break it down uh, point by point, the Tennessee Titans in this game against Indianapolis, Indianapolis allowed to 27th most points to quarterbacks and yet the Tennessee's only allowed 25th. So it's actuality, it's crazy to me. And Kansas City's actually 26th. So everybody's right around there and I'll just throw the other one. Is it 21st. Oakland bad too? Yeah, they're 21st. That's so they're all right around each other. So when I look at that, this is the hard time. I have a hard time taking Jacoby Brissett, and I think it's the wrong play, is that if I look at everything being equal here, he's the least accomplished quarterback out of the four. Right. But you have Mariota with an injury. Carl looked horrible that yesterday. sure did. And he's going to play four days later. Alex Smith doesn't have anyone to throw to. So I think by definition, you look at Jacoby Brissett, and you know what? He's probably the safest play. He's the least talented of the four, but he's the safest play. And we saw what happened just last Monday night when people used Sam Bradford, right? right? And he came back from the injury. So that's going to be in the back of your mind with Mariota. Mariota's fantasy value is hinged on him running. With coming back from an injury, how much is he going to run? So it's all leaning to Jacoby Brissett. I don't feel good about it because, like I said, he's the least talented quarterback out of these four. Yeah, I actually I agree with you, Tony. I really feel that Marcus Mariota, the lack of support for Mariota is what you mentioned. Even if he does play in this game and plays the whole game, unlike Sam Bradford last Monday, you mentioned it. A lot of his value is tied to that running game with this exotic Smash Mouth team. And remember, Mariota coming back specifically from a hamstring injury. So I think even if they let him back, I think they will curtail his production. 
I got to tell you, Tony, I like to. I voted on the poll as well. I am part of the 21% of people that voted for Alex Smith. You mentioned that his weapons may not be there, but listen, Ty, um, Tyreek Hill, they're saying he does not have a concussion. His best weapon anyway is Travis Kelsey over the middle. And also Kareem Hunt did a lot of work in the passing game yesterday, which I think yeah. was a surprise. I think they are the best offense here. And so I'm going to go with Alex Smith, who, by the way, Tony, he also, surprisingly, he gets some production on the ground as well. So give me Alex Smith among this poll. And, Tony, I trust you. I always like to go with guys in the later game. You know what's crazy about that Alex Smith situation is you're 100% right. People don't look at the rushing statistics for Alex Smith, right? You could pencil him in for 30 to 40 yards in that game. And I feel like, you know, we, we look at Chris Conley, right? He's the guy that gets hurt. Somebody should be able to step up for Chris Conley, right? If I get a healthy Tariq Hill, yeah. I got Travis Kelsey. Yep. You, whether the running backs Kareem uh, Hunt or Shakondrick West, whoever's in the backfield, they both catch out of the backfield. There should be enough weapons for Alex Smith. That's where I'm leaning to. I'm leaning to go to Alex Smith in a game on Thursday night. Come an awful loss. The only problem is right. it's a hard fought game, and they got to play four days later. That's the only thing in the back of my mind there. I think the uh, Indianapolis offense is overrated with Jacoby Brissett. I think the Tennessee Titans defense isn't as bad as it showed this year so far. And I think we could get Alex Smith as being the lone guy standing. We always disrespect the Alex Smith. But because of the Mariota injuries and the Derek Carr injury, I'm going with Alex Smith. Fair enough. Let me ask you about Derek Carr, though, on a, on a, on a, on a macro level. What's up with these Raiders? You know, the Raiders were everybody's darling going in. I was down on Amari Cooper to begin with, but, like, Marshawn Lynch, you know, 40, 50 yards a game. Derek Carr, you know, everyone thought he was an MVP candidate. Everyone thought it was the best offensive line in football. You know, they put a big point at home against the New York Jets in Week 2. But outside of that, they have not really looked as dynamic as most people assumed. And, I mean, okay, yeah, he has the back injury, but even before that, there were questions what's going on in oakland tony you think it's the air quality <laughs> well uh, jesus uh, that seems like a problem for a lot of people out there you look back to the first game of the season against tennessee he had 18 fantasy points in the second game against the jets he had 21 they put up 45 points and then washington only put up seven fantasy points denver nine fantasy points we can give him a break there uh, for that one plus he got hurt in that game and only had 18 passes I look at it like this. We don't know what the heck goes on with teams. It seems like when people really look at the numbers, Amari Cooper is a guy that's wide open, and yet no quarterback can throw him the ball. It seemed like that with E.J. Manuel. It seemed like that last week again mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Carr there. And I think there's some dissension. Whether I don't know whether it's Marshall Lynch coming back, the national anthem being a problem with this team. There's, this team, something is wrong here. This team is not even close to what we were there. We started out with him at $7,200 in price tag car in week two, and now he's down to 5800 bucks. Yeah, maybe uh, a home game on Thursday night will be what helps them out, but I'm on a kind of wait-and-see approach with all Raiders that are not named Michael Crabtree, if you want to know the truth. Let's keep it moving, Tony, and go to the running back position. I'm intrigued by the way you split up this poll, and by the way, guys, if you want to follow along with the show, you could always follow at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds. Tony puts up the polls for the things we're going to be talking about, and we want to get your thoughts as well right now. Hey, Tony, maybe we're moving 
moving the line because it's dropped down the Brissett percentage. 49% still, almost half, still support Jacoby Brissett. If we look at our lead running backs, our options are Kareem Hunt at 8,800, DeMarco Murray at 52, and Marshawn Lynch at 46. Tony, I'm interested in DeMarco Murray, and here's why. You mentioned the same thing with Mariota back, but not maybe able to run as much as he could. I think... I think DeMarco Murray, I think they're going to try and turn and hand the ball to Murray a ton in this game against the Colts offense, try and grind it out. I like Murray at 5,200. The other reason is because that's going to help me pay up for some of the wide receivers we're going to talk about later in the show. I know Kareem Hunt is the chalk, but uh, give me Murray at 5,200. I'm going to go this way, though. I'm going to do it a little different than you just did. Uh, I'm going to go Kareem Hunt, and I'm going to go DeMarco Murray. Okay. I think a lot of people are going to hold off and try to go Marlon Mack here because he's everybody's darling. And I might consider him as a flex uh, option, uh, but I wouldn't put him in here. I think Kareem Hunt is the best player on the slate. So basically, when I look at it, a guy that's going to get the ball, I think he's going to touch the ball 20 times. Right. So – in that offense, I want to get Kareem Hunt exposure. But I look at DeMarco Murray also as a guy that's going to get the ball 20 times and try to run over this Indianapolis defense tonight. You mentioned Mariota. I think there'll be a couple of plays where they're going to use a ball fake and then they're going to throw the ball down the field, keep Mariota in the pocket, and to set all that up, we're going to see DeMarco Murray hammer and hammer and hammer. And the thing is, we haven't seen Henry the last few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. It's been all DeMarco Murray. So we want to try to take advantage of that. He had five targets in the passing game against Miami. He ran 14 times in that contest. Uh, He ran 14 times in week three. I'm looking at DeMarco Murray as a guy that I think has a big day against a bad defense. He's played all good defenses so far. Miami's been pretty good against the run. Houston, Seattle, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, not great against the run, but you saw mostly uh, Henry there as he was dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, So you can take those numbers and discount them. Uh, there And in the first week, he had 12 carries for 44 yards. I'm looking for him to get off tonight. He's got to be a frustrated runner, and he's going to try to take it out on the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I agree with you, Tony. I'm going with DeMarco Murray as well because, listen, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Kareem Hunt is the stud on this slate, like you said, but for $3,600 cheaper for someone who I kind of believe will see just as many touches and against one of the worst offenses, I mean, excuse me, one of the worst defenses in the National Football League and at home. I like home teams on primetime games as well, Tony. I, uh, I could see them up and grinding it out. Give me DeMarco. Marco Murray. It looks like a lot of people are off these Raiders, Tony. Only 3% of the people so far are going with beast mode Marshawn Lynch. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we're going to talk a little bit more about the running backs, including the running backs in Indianapolis who get it on tonight. Again, a division matchup. Tony, you realize whoever wins this game tonight is tied for first in the division with the likes of Houston and Jacksonville at 3-3 three and three, and the loser at 2 and four, even if it's the Colts, are only one game back getting Andrew Luck back. Ah, the glory of the AFC South. We will come back and discuss it a little bit more. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Block Live, presented by DailyRoto.com on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Back to Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And, Tony, we're usually getting people ready for football, but coming soon with the start of the basketball season, we're going to be helping out everybody. We're going to be like two, three-sport athletes going moving forward, right? Yeah, so tomorrow night, the last segment, we'll get you ready for it. It's only a two-game slate, so we'll spend like five minutes on that. Okay. But it's a big one. You got Kyrie and LeBron yeah. meeting up head-to-head tomorrow night. And then you have the new-look uh, Houston uh, Rockets taking on the champion Golden State Warriors with Chris Paul at the helm there. And then, of course, Wednesday, it'll kick off for real. So we'll get you more and more basketball. And also, you guys, on iTunes, you can also get more DFS fantasy football information on DFS Today. Uh, which is each and every morning will come out, and there's no commercials on that one. It's uh, it's sort of like my acoustic version, uh, Dane. Have you ever had an acoustic version of a uh, show? I have not ever had an acoustic version, but I was going to say it's kind of like watching soccer, Tony. No commercials. I like that. Yeah. Check it out. Yo, Fantasy Sports Radio. Yeah, right? It's good stuff. I like what it. What the hell is wrong, what the hell I know. Is wrong I know. with this country, I know. right? I know. We live in the United States of America. We have 350 million people. We lost to Trinidad and Tobago. I, I don't watch soccer. I don't know where Trinidad and Tobago is, but I can't believe because I'll watch the World Cup. I, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah, like, well, we got to figure out someone else to root for, Tony. Tony, you got to figure out something else with somebody else to root for. I personally, I'm going to be riding with Iceland, who also is another small country. They were able to qualify. Yeah, they're in, Tony. No, no, no. Why would I be making this up, Tony? Why would I be making this up? Iceland can get in, but uh, the 350 million people that we have as our talent pool were not good enough. And the funny part is now, you know, and, and... we shouldn't spend too much time on this, but now what are we? we we're, we're steering towards 2022. If you're a 31-year-old member of the U.S. <laughs> national team, you're done. You're absolutely done. Tim Howard, you're done. Michael Bradley, you're done. But that's besides the point. It is a nice little transition to the question I was going to ask you, Tony, and it deals with the Indianapolis Colts running backs. This is a young man's game as well. Is Frank Gore, I don't think he's done, but I can see, and I know this is more of a um, – season long than a DFS question for tonight. I could see Marlon Mack really starting to take more and more opportunity share as the season goes along. How do you think this Colts situation breaks out tonight and moving forward? Because 67% of the people want Marlon Mack, granted at a $600 discount, but no love for Frank Gore here. I'm scared to death on this one right here. And you've got to use one of these two guys. When you put your roster together, I'll give you my roster at the end. One of these two guys come and play. Yet, all the sense of the world tells me Frank Gore's the guy. Because it's there. 14 carries the last game, even when Mack played well. 12 carries, 25 carries, 14 carries. Marlon Mack is not going to come close to that. Marlon Mack, though, has been doing well with limited opportunities. And that's where people get excited. Chuck Pagano comes out one day, says, we got to get Mack the ball to more. Then he says the very next day, you know what? 
uh, he's not ready for every down activity. We saw coach speak already influenced this week with Carlos Hyde. Right. Do we want to get caught in the same situation here? So it's a tough one. Nine carries to 14 is pretty close to me last week. So I am not afraid of Marlon Mack, but I've seen this time and time again. I think we could get burned with Marlon Mack. It's certainly a risk using him tonight. I wouldn't feel as strongly as the polls. I am using him tonight, but I'm not confident in that. So wait, let me let me just clarify here, Tony. You are using Marlon Mack over Frank Gore? Yeah, it came down to salary for me to get. I can get the top with that thirty nine hundred with that six hundred dollars saving. Yeah, I could basically get uh, T Y Hilton and Tyreek Hill, who I think are the two best wide receiver options. Crabtree's the third one, mm-hmm. and I used Kelsey there at tight end, so I, I couldn't afford. Um, to go there. If you went to Laney Walker, I probably wouldn't have used Marlon Mack. Okay, fair enough. And that was my question as we move on to the wide receiver. On the wide receiver poll tone, you got Tyreek Hill at 67, T.Y. Hilton at 67, and Michael Crabtree at 61. My question was going to be to you, I think these three guys are dramatically better than the other options. So my question was, can I find a way to get all three of them in my lineup? In my lineup, what kind of sacrifices do I have to make if I want to do that. It's got to start with like DeMarco Murray over Kareem Hunt, I got to think. But D- Tony, how do I get these three wideouts? Because I think they are a cut above the rest. There's two ways to do this. There's one way is you go DeMarco Murray, uh, you, you, go to, you take Kareem Hunt out of the picture, and you go with a, uh, a Marlon Mack, a Marshawn Lynch, or somebody as your second running back. So that's one way to do it. And then you could get all three wide receivers in there. So you go DeMarco Murray plus Marshawn Lynch or Marlon Mack right. or Frank Gore. Or the other way to do it is not play Travis Kelsey at tight end. Go to like Delaney Walker? Drop down. No, you have to go lower. You have to go to ah. Jared Cook or Jack Doyle uh, in that game. Jack Doyle is going to play tonight coming back from a concussion. So you're going to have to grab one of those two to get all three wide receivers in. So I went with two out of three, and I kept Kelsey there because, to me, Kelsey's just like a wide receiver. Yeah. And arguably, if I ranked the four, he'd probably be in the mix as the, uh, the third one, I think, there. I look at it like this. This is the hard one. Tyreek Hill, healthy, is my number one guy. T.Y. Hilton is my number two guy. And Michael Crabtree is my number three guy. And yet they're all right there. They're all the same to me. Like, there's no differentiation. If the salaries were big differences, I would have changed it. The 600 bucks that Michael Crabtree was lower than Hilton and, and uh, Hill didn't come into play for me, or I would have just changed one of them out. Okay, fair enough. And listen, Tony, I know, you know, we talk about why we love DFS, you know, case in point, Aaron Rodgers this week, case in point, say a guy like Dalvin Cook or old Del Beckham in weeks past. But one of the reasons I think this is a challenge, we talked about it last week as it related to Wendell Smallwood. Tyreek Hill, as you saw on that last punt return, he got his clock cleaned, and it looked like they were checking him for a concussion. Now, the late word that I saw at a pro football talk was that he did not have a concussion necessarily, and they're saying like he might be good to go. But with that cloud hovering over my head, how do you play it? Do you put him in the lineup and then you feel okay yeah. because, especially because he's one of the higher priced wide receivers, so you know whoever you want to go to, you'll have enough cash for that? Is that the way you got to play it? You insert him in now, budget it as though you need the 6700 for him, and then make a late switch if need be if you get bad news tomorrow or Wednesday? So here's the perfect scenario for you, and this is a good, a good to put up. 
is that you put them in 6,700, and, and Michael Crabtree is your fallback option at 6,100. So you save 600 bucks there, and you could go from uh, that realm. Now, if you go the route where you keep all three wide receivers, what you want to do is you want to put Jack Doyle as your tight end. And then what you do on on Thursday night is you take I out I could go up Tyree to Kelsey Hill. then. Yeah, you can go up to Kelsey and then you uh, take Tyree Kill uh, out of your lineup and go with whoever's left in Kansas City. We got a guy uh, that's in one of our own polls that did pretty well this week, DeAnthony Thomas. Yeah, that is true. DeAnthony Thomas at 3,000 on DraftKings, but he got it all from one play. It was really all one big catch down the sidelines where he made a couple of guys miss. But let's talk about this, Tony. Let's look at these wideouts. And, Tony, I'm going to kind of merge your polls for wideout two and wideout three because we've talked about the difference in class between the top three and the rest. So we've got Amari Cooper at 55. Rashard Matthews at 54, Eric Decker at 42, Moncrief at 37, Thomas at 3,000, and Kamar Aiken at 3,000 as well. Let me ask you about Dante Moncrief, Tony. I mean, like, I have never seen a wide receiver whose production was so tied to the quarterback as Dante Moncrief. It's like Andrew Luck looks for Dante Moncrief all the time, especially in the red zone, but this guy is not really even rosterable all of a sudden when anybody other than Andrew Luck is the quarterback. Tell me about Dante Moncrief, and to be quite honest, Tony, is he someone I maybe should be looking to buy in season long, knowing that Andrew Luck is coming back? Well, I don't know if Andrew Luck's coming back. I mean, that's what we're taking for it. But I agree. He's actually – it's worth a risk, right? But here's the situation. And I – I was – this was the one poll I was looking forward to seeing what people did. Okay. Because Kamara Aiken is on the field more than Dante Moncrief. It's true. Kamara Aiken gets more targets than Dante Moncrief. It's true. So I don't understand how Moncrief has 55% of the vote and Aiken's down at 20%. Aiken's the play. Name recognition, Tom. Name two. recognition. Yeah, out of these two, he's the guy. And I think it continues that way. Aiken put up seven targets last week, and he was dealing with a hip injury. This week, he's not even on the injury report. So I feel better about that and trust in the process. Jacoby Brissett, a young quarterback, I think he's the guy in play there. Now, Rashad Matthews, for me, is a guy that I think I don't have him in my lineup because it just became a salary cap situation. Mm -hmm. Rashad Matthews is a good play tonight. I like him tonight. They're going to have to complete some passes. And Rashad Matthews is the one consistent in that passing game. Uh, Eric Decker is a guy, I've been saying this all year, has been a shadow of himself because of injuries. He came back a lot quicker than people expected to, and he's not the same player. And Rashad Matthews has been there. He's the only guy that's been there for two years with Marcus Mariota. Mariota come back from the injury. Him and Delaney Walker are the two targets that I think you're going to look at tonight in that Tennessee Patents game. Amari Cooper's the wild card to me. We keep talking about the guy being open. Nobody throws him the ball. He's at $5,500. He used to be an $8,000 wide receiver. The guy was a second-round pick in season-long leagues. That could go anyway. That could go any million reasons. And if you think about it, right, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and I always think about this. You're going to hear shows all week. People say, oh, Marcus, Marcus Peters will be on right. Why will he be on Amari Cooper? What's he done? He hasn't done anything in like 10 games. No, I'm putting him on Crabtree. I'm putting him on Crabtree. Listen, until Amari Cooper, and, and I hate going into this, but I think it's gotten into his head. You mentioned it before. Something's going on in Oakland. I don't know if it's dissension. I don't know if it's like the dreaded lack of confidence. I don't know if it's the air quality. Something is going on with Amari Cooper. But I'll tell you what. 
I'll tell you what, Tony. I guarantee you, every time when we pop off him tomorrow, uh, you know, this week, that's when Amari Cooper is going to big up and the winning t person in this tournament is going to have Amari Cooper. When we come back, we talk tight ends, we talk defenses, and we put it all together. Lineup Lock Live, Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, I want to ask you something. I just saw this news cross as it relates to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs have once again for the fourth time this season signed C.J. Spiller as a running back. I believe this is an indication that Sharkandrick West might miss this game with a concussion. Does that do anything to you at all? I mean, we were talking about Alex Smith and having other targets in the past game. Does this mean anything to you, C.J. Spiller, re-signed by the Kansas City? Nah, no, if you know what, that means more work for Kareem Hunt. Right. But uh, Shakandrick West can get out there. I'm not Shakandrick West. C.J. Spiller can get out there and take a series or two. Uh, he's a guy that's caught the ball throughout the backfield his whole career. I can't believe how fast it all dropped off on this kid. Now, this kid was the number one yeah. high school prospect when he came out of high school, going into Clemson University. Uh, the Florida teams were all pissed off mm -hmm. that they, they didn't sign with one of them. Showed and flashes in Buffalo, Tony. Showed flashes in yeah, Buffalo, too. He was great his first couple of years in the league, and it just falls apart that quick. That's, that's the whole thing. Just like, you know, life is precious. If you're on top, enjoy it while you can. You don't last forever. This is true. Sage advice from the Tony Sincata. Hey, Tony, let's talk about these tight ends real quick as we have this Monday-Thursday slate. Our options are Travis Kelsey at 6,400, Delaney Walker tonight at 48, Jack Doyle at 37, and Jared Cook at 35. To me, Tony, and we've talked about it a little bit, there's really only two choices here, and it's Kelsey or Walker. It depends on what your budget allows, right? Tony, I mean, like, the way I'm thinking about this is if I have enough money Money to be able to fit Kelsey in. He's my guy. If I don't, I hope I have at least enough money to fit Delaney Walker, and that's the end of the story as it as it relates to my thinking. What do you think? I, I agree with you. And Kelsey's maddening, I'll tell you what, right. because if you really look at the numbers, he had seven fantasy points this week, right? He had 17 the week before, 27. He had one. Yeah, that one catch for one yard. Yeah, and then he had nine. So he's been all over the place, but it's just when you see the upside of 17, 27, there's no one else with that upside, you know, in this four game slate. Delaney Walker, he's not being, he came off 92 catches two years ago. Last year we saw the numbers diminish, and it looks like it's diminishing again. Five fantasy points last game, eight fantasy points, seven. But the first two games with Mariota healthy, 16 fantasy points to 14. So it tells you there's a possibility there. When we look at Jack Doyle, what you're hoping for is him to get in the end zone. That's what you're looking for with him. But he did have seven targets against Seattle. 
He only had five catches for 27 yards, but he had seven targets. So that's a lot of numbers for a tight end. Week two against Arizona, he had eight targets in that game. He had 79 yards in that one. So if I was going cheap, it would definitely be Jack Doyle. Jared Cook is a guy uh, that, you know, we've gone around there. But he's still getting targets in the passing game, too. All four of these tight ends, look at this. Week five, six targets against Baltimore, eight against Denver, six against Washington. So Jared, six against the New York Jets and five against Tennessee. So all four of these guys are getting targets. This is true. And as it relates to daily fantasy or fantasy and season long, what Tony Sincata is talking about with the targets, that equates to at-bats in baseball. That equates to possessions in basketball. It's all about opportunity when it comes to DFS. So if they're getting the ball thrown to them, those are opportunities to catch and score, gain some yards. I will also say this, Tony, Travis Kelsey, you know, the Oakland Raiders are really bad against the tight end. At least they have been historically as well. I think that's another feather in the cap of Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is the man, but you're right. Delaney Walker with Marcus Mariota under center. Remember, you were talking about Rashard Matthews as like the familiar option with chemistry. If you revert back to last year, it was Delaney Walker that actually led this team, I believe, in targets, catches, receiving yards, things like that. So Delaney Walker could be real hot with Mariota back under center. Guys like the unfamiliar Eric Decker, still no Corey Davis. You got to see how that game goes. Hey Tony, you really think you really think if if Mariota's on the center, who do you think leads the team in uh targets and receptions tonight? Uh Rashard Matthews or Delaney Walker? I think it's gonna be Walker um in, in, in receptions and I think that Rashad Matthews becomes the goal line uh situation which he has in the past put up some of those uh touchdowns. You look at it, you talked about the tight ends uh, the Oakland Raiders are 26th in the league at defending the tight end. Mm-hmm. And the Tennessee Titans, um, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, are 25th. Uh, so both these guys have great matchups. Yeah, absolutely. So those are the two guys that we're recommending, and you should be able to fit them in your budget. Just before earlier on the show, Tony Sincata let you know how you could fit in what we believe are the top three guys, Tyreek Hill, T- uh, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Crabtree, and still fit one of these tight ends potentially if you drop all the way down and accept a guy like Marlon Mack uh, at your running back spot. Let's talk defense real quick, Tony. Once again, not much different between these guys. We've got the Colts tonight at 3,300. Uh, it's funny to me that the Colts' defense is the most expensive option Crazy, here. right? I don't know. Wait, what is that? Do you think they were – do you think they made these prices when they thought Matt Castle would be under center for uh, Tennessee? Uh, that, that could be it. Uh, that, I, I mean, I have no idea. They yeah. get five fantasy points per game. The Titans have got 4.2 fantasy points per game. The Raiders have got 4.2 fantasy points per game. And the Chiefs have got 8.2 fantasy points per game. But the Chiefs are 2800 bucks. I, I don't get it. All right, well... I'm going to go with the Chiefs, Tony. I'm going to go yeah. with the Chiefs at 2800 We've been talking all show long about how we think there's something going on wrong in Oakland, right? Whether it's Amari Cooper, whether it's Marshawn Lynch, whether it's the health of David Carr or Derek Carr. I mean, give me the Chiefs. They also, in my opinion, when I look at these teams, they are also the team that have playmakers, whether it be Marcus Peters, whether it be Houston coming off the edge that can get some sacks. I know this Khalil Mack. 
back in Oakland as well. But when I think about game-changing plays and players, they all congregate in Kansas City. And when I'm thinking about this offense that I'm looking to fade in Oakland these days, and I can get them as the third most expensive of the four, why? Why? why tell me I'm crazy, Tony. Like, why is it not the no. Chiefs as a lock here? I don't understand why you would play anyone else, to be honest with you. So I, I have no idea why you would play anyone else. The only thing I can say in a lot of these points, when you look at statistics, you've got to also remember everything that's gone on. The Indianapolis Colts have allowed the, – the, the, the team has allowed more points to defenses than anybody else in the league. But I think a lot of those came in that first week when they decided that, hey, we've got to get rid of this quarterback. Right, we need when to they still had 12 in, right. Yeah, so I think that a lot of it's there. And I think the Colts having the highest price does have to do uh, with the Tennessee quarterback situation there. So I, I don't get it. I really have no idea why the Chiefs are the third highest priced uh, defense. I mean, this is one of the crazy things since, like, last night when everybody had the Denver Broncos and the uh, New York Giants come up and – Get a victory in Denver. I'm going to tell you something, Tony, and you were here for part of Lineup Lock Live on Sundays. Emery Hunt. Emery Hunt yesterday, when we were talking yeah. about this, said the Giants are going to win outright. I, like, stopped the segment, and I turned to him. I was like, wait, you think the Giants are going to win? And he was very confident of it. And I'm telling you, this is the same guy that's giving you Tariq Cohen. This is the same guy that's giving you Elijah McGuire. Uh, he was like, yeah, they're going to definitely win this game. Those two guys. Those two guys are not doing anything for me anymore. It's though. true. It's true. The shine is off the rose on both of them. So it, I got to ask a question go though, about this prolocal because I listen to Scott Angle make one every day. Uh, so let, let me ask you: Has he touted the Giants before in any of the six games? No. That's amazing, then. No, he really hasn't. It's not like, and we're on the set, you know, with Maria Marino, who covers the Giants and is really always taught, piping up the Giants. No, he hasn't. He really hasn't. It's not like the Giants are his team that he was riding with. He was legitimately just saying, you know what? They're going to go in there and they're going to win. Um, he was high on guys like Tavares King. He was high. Yeah, yeah. He, he was high on Evan Ingram. We talked about Evan Ingram, but yeah. um, he, he really he nailed it. He he really did, and I'm, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, ain't that something? Emery Hunt imagine, once again. Imagine if he bet the money line, like if he had Gabe Morency's tendencies, right? Mm -hmm. Again, red heat and rage coming on. Uh, it's on at noon now, so yes, you guys it can is. check it out on iTunes. Go demand uh, iTunes, go to Google Play, grab that show, absolutely get it done. And now you can get your picks early because Gabe will uh, absolutely get it before. You know, sometimes some of those games had already started. Now you get the picks early in the afternoon. So I'm all fired up about listening to that show each and every day. I got to tell you, can you imagine if you bet the money line on that game? Yeah, I mean, or what if you what if you really had a death wish and you parlayed the money line on the Giants and the Dolphins yesterday? Oh, my God, that is absolutely insane. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this Gabe Morency on Red Heat and Rage, he's on fire, and uh, he's a little crazy. He bet the money line on California, who was a 16-point underdog over Washington State on Friday night. Oh, that hit, too. And I watched it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm watching the game, and, right, and I had Washington State. Uh, and I'm like, oh, my God. But I started rooting for Gabe and said forget my own money when I felt like it was out of, out of reach. <laughs> Fair enough. Let me ask you this, Tony, because I, I, I've also be – with all these, you know, double-digit favorites, not covering, the home dogs always coming through, I believe that there are survivor knockout pools that are done already. Oh, they are. No, there are. 
I've actually seen people starting this week new Start new because ones? they're done. Buy back? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No they're, they're, no, they're starting all over again. Everybody's done. They've already given the money to the winner. Really? That's interesting. There's one big one that I was in also. Um, I was one of four people left, and all four of us got knocked out. I had the Falcons yesterday. Right? All four of us got knocked out. So with that and these specific rules, all four of us continue on. Uh, oh, nice. All four of us continue on because they don't want to go all the way to zero, and they don't want to have us chop it. So they're going to just like pretend like week six never happened. You know, so we shall see. Yeah. I don't know how people didn't have the Falcons or the Broncos yesterday. So, like – I don't know how, if you, unless you've already picked them and you got lucky that way because those two were obvious and there wasn't many obvious plays. Maybe you had the Marty McFly Sports Almanac. That's the only thing I could think of. When we come back here on Lineup Block Live, we're going to talk about how we can partner up to help fight blood cancer and we're going to give you Tony Sincata's lineup. It's Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS lineup block sponsored by DailyRoto.com. I'm going to go with Alex Smith, who, by the way, Tony, also, surprisingly, he gets some production on the ground as well. People don't look at the Russian statistics for Alex Smith. You could pencil him in for 30 to 40 yards. If I get a healthy Tariq Hill, yep. I got Travis Kelsey. Yep. Whether the running backs Kareem Hunt or Shikondrick West, there should be enough weapons for Alex Smith. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. the kids on the block right now with the right stuff welcome back to lineup block live we're presented by dailyrodo.com it's dane martinez and tony sincata and once you get your lineup don't take the people's lineup because the people have only cashed once out of every out of six weeks but when you take tony's lineup you take speeds lineup you can go on over to dailyrodo.com or rotoexperts.com slash dkms enter it into our free to enter daily fantasy contest each week then if you win you go to week 17 in the finals only 16 entries in that contest, and if you win, you get tickets for two to Super Bowl 52 up there in Minnesota, and Tony, with the injury to Aaron Rodgers, you might be right. It could be this narrative where it's a home game for the Vikings after they get Teddy through Bridgewater? the... It could be Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> if he gets past Carson Wentz in the NFC Championship, but regardless, what you can really do is learn a little bit more about how you can help to fight against blood cancer. You could register to be a blood donor or a bone marrow donor. It's very easy. You could possibly save a life so even if you lose a dfs you are still a winner in life right tony i never thought about it you just brought the whole thing to the table here what's that the only people happy like celebrating in the streets the streets of philadelphia must have had parades when aaron Rodgers went down oh, yeah. like they're the people that threw the, the snowballs at santa claus so they must have been celebrating an oh, aaron yeah. Rodgers injury in Minnesota, in Seattle, in Los Angeles, in Detroit, I think those are in Atlanta, in Atlanta, no in Carolina. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. We'll have to. We'll have to look at those. I got a question for you. People say things and they just repeat things they hear all the time, yeah, and then they really don't know the meaning of it. And I was thinking about it today. I haven't been feeling well, so I stopped thinking when I'm not feeling well. So I was thinking, uh, I slept like a baby. Right. 
Now, but babies don't sleep. I have all my friends are like new parents, cry, and they're telling me that they're all pleased when their baby can sleep like four hours. They're up at three thirty yeah. at night all the time, which I actually think for you new dads out there, I actually think it helps you in fantasy because you're right there on the waiver wire, like changing your kid's diaper or whatever, right when waivers run. I think you make a good point though, Tony. Like, how well do babies actually sleep? <laughs> they don't. They don't. I had three. They don't. They cry all night. They're always up. Why do we keep repeating, I slept like a baby? I want to sleep like a drunk guy in his mid-30s. Yeah, yes, that's what that's a better saying. That, all right, we'll okay, we're going to officially start using that, Tony. Okay, we're not going to use right. this phrase, slept like a baby. We're going to use slept like a grown man who had two jobs and a 10-hour shift. <laughs> that's cool, I like it. Speaking of now which, Tony, how about you make the people some money on this two games late? Give us out your lineup on DraftKings, man. I got Alex Smith $6,400 over Jacoby Brissett tonight. Uh, he's just been too good all season long. Uh, let's go with him. DeMarco Murray, $5,200. think the Indianapolis run defense has been poor for three years consecutively. Kareem Hunt, best player on the board, 8800 bucks. Then I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. Uh, my backup plan is Michael Crabtree at $6,700. T.Y. Hilton, uh, the guy that catches all the balls in Indianapolis, 6700 Going down to Kamir Aiken. I talked about it earlier in the show. He's actually got more targets than... Uh, then uh, Dante Moncrief in that one, so three thousand bucks. He's my cheap guy. Going Travis Kelsey at sixty four hundred. Everybody's dollar Mullen Mac thirty nine hundred. I'm going to root for Chuck Pagano to do the right thing. And the Chiefs defense at twenty eight hundred bucks. I like that. I like that, especially because you could fit all of those wideouts in there. And remember, Tariq Hill. It looks like does not have a concussion. Let me ask you something though, um, Tony, about Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. He kind of showed himself to be a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. When Andrew Luck comes back, you think there's going to be a market for him either by trade or next year in free agency? What do you think the career prospects of Jacoby Brissett? I think he's going to be a fringe quarterback that's going to always be like uh, Josh McCowan. Fair enough. If that's your career arc, maybe you need to find something different. Good luck, everybody, tonight. This is true. Good luck tonight. Tomorrow, we start talking about week seven of the NFL season, and we also preview the tip-off of the NBA season. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you all tomorrow.